Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this afternoon. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Who needs a word today? Are you ready for a word today? The flesh can't receive it. Flesh and blood can't inherit it. Are you in the spirit? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Our scripture, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that. So we was buried with him through baptism into death. Baptism is symbolic of the old life dying and the new life coming. Although the truer meaning of baptism is not just the water, but it's the days thereafter, yes, when you put to death the misdeeds of the body. In order that, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. This is the word of God. Yes. This is the word of God not just for the comfort of your soul. But for the empowerment of your spirit. Hmm? That we too may live a new life. Do you believe the word of God? It says it right there. We may live a new life. Hmm? Not the old life with just a little sugar on top. We may live a new life. The question is, are you living a new life? Are you just making excuses for the old one? Hmm? Just saying hallelujah every now and then the Lord touched me. And you're in this state of pretense. But you ain't got no new life. Huh? And the look of some of your faces. I know you ain't got no new life. Or you killed the second one too. Huh? Give the Lord a smile this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah, come by by Hassan. I'm a kasiki. I'm you should carry those faces to the nightclubs and, and the bars. Yes, those faces don't belong in the house of the Lord. Hmm? Unless your flesh just... Why did you bring me here this morning? <laughs> Maybe if your flesh is rebellious. Why you bring me to church this morning? I didn't want to come to church this morning. I wanted to sleep this morning. That might explain some faces. But I'm not so worried about the faces. Is that you're receiving... Uh, this morning we spoke about it. You can find it on our podcast. You know, the word doesn't come just to comfort you, but to empower you. What most of us want in church is comfort. But look at this word. We too may live a new life. So we die. Hmm? 
when we are buried with Christ through baptism, we die. The word says it is appointed to man to die once and face the judgment. When we are truthful about baptism and we die, we put to death the misdeeds of the body. There's no other death to live. There's no other death to experience. Christ has been raised from the dead so he can't die again. So if you are raised in Christ, you can't die again. You can't die again. And that's why most of us have not been resurrected yet because we're still afraid of dying. The death we die is to sin. We put to death the misdeeds of the body. So we can live a new life. Hmm? The Bible says if, if you have Christ in you, then you are a new creature. That means you died. This is the new one. The old one has passed away. Yes, I'm sorry you weren't invited to the funeral. The old one's passed away. The new one has emerged. Now here's the thing. Here's the deception in the church. You think I'm just talking church politics right now. And I don't mean what I'm saying. We have a new life. And if we have a new life. In the book of Revelation it says those that come to life. That the second death has no power over them. But we do not believe that. That we have a new life. The word does not lie. We have a new life. We don't have some, some uh, charity to the old life. We don't have a, just a little Holy Ghost to the old life. No, we died. See, some of us keep trying to revamp the old life. We don't give up the old life so we can live the new life. And that new life is not just a life of being in church all the time. That new life is actually doing something with your life. Something that will bear witness to God and that will testify to his goodness. Huh? Poverty does not testify to the goodness of God. No. God wants to do something with your life. All he wants for you is for you to give him the boast of it. To testify about his goodness. To testify that God has done something through you. That others may see the light and believe. How do, how do strangers, how do people in the world know that God is real if we are not a light? And I'm not talking about just carrying the Bible and saying, hey, look here. You're going to hell. No. Jesus says you will know them by their fruits. By their fruits, by their, what they produce, by the way they live their life. Some of you think I'm just singing church this morning and you waiting for lunchtime. Go home, go ahead, stay in the bottom. Some of you never come up out of baptism. You're still dead. You're still down there in baptism. Trying to be comforted. In your old life. You're not embracing the new life. You're not believing that God can change your life. Now, to reflect a little bit on what I said this morning. In the church, we come here. Most of the time, we come to church to be comforted. 
we don't come to be empowered. We come to be comforted. Give me a little rub on my head. Make me feel good. Huh? Make me feel good. Because mm? some faces in here don't want no power. Make me feel good. We want comfort. Now think about this. Think about this. Did you come today believing you would receive power to change your life or you want some comforting words that says, oh, you're doing so good, it's going to get better. Hmm? We come for comfort. We come for comfort. We do not expect that when we leave here, anything's going to get no better. I just come for my Sunday morning comfort. You know, make me feel good. Make me feel like, okay, okay, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's this thing that, you know, okay, life ain't that much. But when we die, we go to heaven and it's all going to be fun up there. Uh, it ain't going to be no fun up there if you didn't have no fun down here. You're going to go up there and sing hallelujah and shout praise forever and ever and you didn't experience it on earth? Huh? We always want to give God glory and praise, but for what? For what? Huh? For what? God didn't call you to be the thief on the cross. God come to save you from crosses. He didn't come for you to experience that life. Yes, when you get saved. Yes, you're going to experience some insults. You're going to experience some persecutions. You're going to experience some things even from friends trying to pull you back in your old life. You're going to go through some of that. You're going to experience some of them old temptations. And that's where by the Spirit of God, because if Christ is in us, then He gives life to our mortal bodies. And so you're going to experience some of that and then you're going to put it to death and then you're going to be resurrected. You're going to come to life in this life so you can live a new life. Yes? The way most theology is you're going to get your sports car when you're 88 years old. What good, what good is that? What if God is good? What if we are the ones that do not receive what God has promised us? What if we do not believe? And the Bible said is it is by faith that we are resurrected. We are buried with Him in baptism. And by faith in the Father, we are resurrected. By faith we are resurrected. Yes. Otherwise, you just got to dip in the water. Otherwise, you just go into church. To be comforted. Oh, I like the message today. Oh, I, I, I felt something. I felt something. Huh? I felt something. You can't take your feelings to the bank. You're going to go to Scotia Bank and say, I felt something. You're going to go to the uh, electricity company and say, here, I felt something. Huh? You're going to buy your new house with, I felt something. But that's what we believe in the church. 
We have been conditioned to believe that the word is supposed to make us feel good and just comfort us, but not empower us. The resurrection that the Bible is talking about is a resurrection in this life where I am a new creature in this life. And the word says clearly that if the spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead is in you, he will give life to our mortal bodies. You can't give life to a mortal body in heaven because we don't have mortal bodies up there. I will give life to your mortal bodies. Yes, not when you're 90. I will give life to your mortal bodies. Uh, give life. Give zeal. Give passion. Give success. Give you a purpose. Give you a direction in life. Uh, but you have to receive the power of the word. I care very little if it makes you feel good. You've got to receive the power of the word. That there's power in the word. That the Lord is not just giving you a sweet eye and sweet talk. That there's power in the word. When God says he's going to do something. Ah. Some of your prostitutes, you used to, everybody telling you they love you and they're never fulfilling anything. And you bring a prostituting spirit to church. When God says he's going to do something. When God says he's going to give you a new life. Huh? Don't say the preacher's lying. The liar's the one that don't receive it. The Bible says let God be true and every man a liar. Huh? I don't care what kind of car the pastor's driving. The word is the word. And if you believe the word. It's going to come to pass. God is not mocked. God is not vain. He is not flattery. What God says, God says. And what God says, God will do. So how come my life ain't changed? Maybe you're holding on to the old one. Maybe you're holding on to it. Why hasn't my life changed? Maybe you have not yet believed it. You just received the comfort of it. Me saying to you that you are going to the university. Oh, that's comforting. But in actuality, you going to the university is a whole lot of work. Right. Right. But we like the comfort of the word. I'm going to send you to the university. I'm going, I'm going to make sure that it's all paid. You're going to have the money to do it. That's a lot different than the responsibility of going to the university. And not getting pregnant and actually getting the degree. God does not answer lazy prayers. Hmm? You ask God for a business. Hello. Most jobs, eight, nine hours. You ask God for a business, 12, 13 hours. Hmm? God don't answer lazy prayers because he knows you don't want it. All it is, you want comfort. One day you're going to be a big shot. One day you're going to have lots of money. Huh? 
One day you're going to ride in a limo. Yes. To the cemetery. Some of you don't look like you're ready for action. No, you want me to comfort you because you've had a long week. You want some comfort because you, you just, uh, I traded my beach for church. When's the chicken coming? When's the chicken coming? Uh, Oh, I received the word. When's the chicken coming? When's the comfort coming? You can't fly nowhere on no chicken. You need an eagle. You don't need no chicken. That's the reason most of you stuck on the ground. You eat more chicken than you do eagles. Am I talking to anybody? Don't get offended by truth now. This message ain't to make you feel bad. Is to make you quit just receiving the comfort from the word and receive the power from the word. The power to change. Not only to change who you are inside, but to change the outside environment of who you are. To make you rise up in your situations and your workplaces. To rise up and say, my God ain't dead. He's right here with me. To make you rise up and face the things in your life. To quit wanting foot rubs and and all this charity and stuff from everywhere. To be empowered by God that you can rise up and rub your own feet. Yes. That's why when you get old you get stiff. Because you want somebody else to rub your feet. When you was young you rubbed your own feet. you got to realize that the word that's coming forth in this house and in every house of God, you got to realize that the word is not just for comfort. The world's getting bad. Huh? Where does it say that? Where does it say that? Yes, you can point to some places in scripture that says that, but it also says when sin increases, so does grace. That all things are made through him, for him, and by him. That not a sparrow will fall from the sky apart from the will of God. I don't care how bad it gets. God promises you a new life. And the same thing with sickness. Is God just flirting with you? You're going to live long. You're going to be healed. Is God just telling you that? You know, people in this world will tell you that. Huh? Something bad happened to you. They say, it's going to be all right. But they ain't never going to see you again. It's just talk. Huh? And we think that with the Lord. We, we want prayer. We come to the Lord for prayer for sickness. But we don't want healing. We don't want the prophet to say, get up and walk. We don't want the prophet to say, open your eyes and see. No, just comfort me. 
Just let me know everything's going to be all right. Huh? Listen, I'm not giving out no nice wheelchairs. Go somewhere else if you want a nice wheelchair. Huh? Now think about it. We all guilty of this. That we don't think there's power in the word. Some of you young people, you're so greedy. You're so lustful. But if you believed there was power in the word, you wouldn't be looking dead right now. I'd rather have a few lustful people. I'd rather have a few greedy people. At least you can get them to believe in something. But those of you that just want an extra piece of chicken and some extra ketchup, that's the, that's the dream of your Sunday? That's the epiphany of the anointing of God? Huh? Extra fries? Hmm? That, that's what you're living for? That's what you're hoping for today? Huh? Hello? We become churches that just seek comfort. The power of God that could touch us. Did you hear what I said about young people? Why your children look so dead in church? There you go, sister. Why are your children looking so dead in church? Huh? They up all hours of the night Googling and texting and doing all this stuff. Huh? Calling this one, calling that one. Why are you young people so dead in here this morning? It's not because you're tired from last night. It's because you do not believe there's power in the Word of God. If you believe there's power in the Word of God, you would quit trusting your own lust and trust the power of God to do something in your life. But you don't believe in the power of God. You're like everybody else. We just believe in the comfort of God. He's the comforter. But God don't comfort you like man comforts you. Man gets you a pillow. God gets you a job. Man gets you some Vicks. God says, get up and walk. Hello. You're just a dog looking for a better master to rub your head. We all guilty of this. We stop believing in the power of God. That when he speaks, there is power. Not just comfort. There's power. There's power to break you out of your situation. There's power to change your situation. You may not always like the way he's going to do it, but he's going to do it and it's going to be wonderful when it's said and done. Huh? you got situations. Sometimes in those situations, you've got to repent. Sometimes in those situations, you've got to forgive. Sometimes in those situations, you've got to let go and move to where God wants you to go. Because it's about following him. We spend enough time following ourselves and being poor. Huh? 
Because the truth is, what if God just anointed you? See, we all want the anointing. Well, some of us want the anointing. Some of us want to sleep. But <laughs> what if God anointed you? So who's he anointing? We're always talking about, Lord, I want your anointing. A lot of you have the anointing. But because you still have the, whole, the old you, you don't do nothing with the anointing. Huh? Only sometimes does the anointing start to stomp its feet a little bit if it's a song we like. <laughs> yes? Or some of these young guys, you know, the anointing's in their life, but it don't stir unless there's a pretty girl come along and then they, ooh, I feel the anointing. Let me pray for you. <laughs> Let me talk for you. Then the anointing of the house comes up on you, you know. <laughs> See, I'm trying to bless them. They think I'm trying to embarrass them. I'm trying to bless them. Mm. Mm. But it's not just the teens. It's the adults too, you know. We think the word is just to comfort us. And what if? It says we are raised by faith. What if the keys to your new life is right there, but you're just too lazy to receive it? Huh? What are we going to do? We all going to go to heaven and gain up on God and say, Lord, we followed you all the days of our life and did nothing you said. Well, two-thirds of the thing you said to me did not come to pass. That's your plan? That's not my plan. I ain't going with you. I'm not going with you. Any prophecies, any things God has spoken to me that ain't come to pass, I never say it's God's fault. I say it's my fault. Something I am doing. Hmm? Something, and I'm not going to blame it on the clock. Maybe it's something I'm doing. Maybe, this, maybe I'm afraid to let this power... Come and change my life. And listen, the flesh don't want you to receive power. Because if you receive power, then you become master over the flesh. So you want the anointing. Well, let me say it this way. Your flesh wants the anointing so you can use it when you need to use it. Yes. Like a, a young lady that used to be in the house many years ago. Every day at lunchtime she'd go out and she'd find somebody to minister to. Every day. I ministered to somebody. They accepted the Lord. I ministered to somebody. They received. And the Lord said, ask her, are these all men? She said, yes. They're all under 35? Yes. <laughs> Any of them have big bellies? No. <laughs> yeah. We want the anointing, but we want to keep it in the flesh. We don't want to become that new creature. We don't want that new life. We want the old life with power. Not the new life. 
We want the, the anointing, but we want the old life. Not the new life. Not the power that wants to come and yank you up and change your life. Not the power that wants to give you an inheritance that your mama and daddy can't give you. Uh, give you a life that can't nobody give you but God. When God speaks things. Because in the carnalness of your, of your flesh, you can't even believe what God is saying about you. Hmm? you. You're like Sarah. She laughed in her old age. And she was the one with the problem, not Abraham, because Abraham had children after that. She laughed when the Lord says, this time next year you're going to have a child. She laughed. What laugh? Because the flesh can't believe what God is saying. That's why I'm saying it's only by the Spirit that we receive. Only then can you believe what God is saying to you. That's why the Lord does not talk to some of us because we're still carnal. We want to hear a carnal message. And that all that does is get you in more trouble with God because the flesh can't receive it. It's the new creature that receives it. All your blessings that God has promised you is not for the old you. It's for the new you. And don't go down no road of law with me and say, well, when I get perfect. That is straight from the devil. Listen, God is faithful to me whether I am good or bad. Now, I'm not saying I don't try my best, and I'm not saying you shouldn't try your best. You know, the Lord, you know, he can't be mocked. But God loves me whether I am doing good, whether I'm doing bad. His blessing remains whether I'm doing good, whether I'm doing bad. The promises of God are yes and amen. But do I believe it? Do I believe it? If I don't believe it, I'll never walk into it. And if I walk into it, I'll lose it because I never believed it. Because the things God will say to you, uh, the things God would say to you, the things God would encourage in your life, the things that God would speak into you is imaginably more than anything you could imagine. It's abundantly more than what you was even thinking of and are asking for. The promises of God are far exceeding from that. And it does not, it does not waver and it does not offer an alternate like, you know, with Abraham saying, let it be through Ishmael. No, 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 no. That's blessed too, just because you're blessed to me. Huh? You have an outside child, it's blessed too. But that ain't the one I want to talk about. That's not the one I want to talk about. Huh? Because we need to realize that when the Spirit of the Lord, when the Spirit of Christ is in us, we begin to put to death the misdeeds of the body. And we move into that new life, in this life, before we get very old, and we start to be productive. And the reason we're productive is I know that if I make a mistake, God is still with me. Because, you know, like some of us, you know, I make a mistake. Okay, all right, all right. It's going to take the rest of this week or the rest of this month or, 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 or maybe till the end of the year just for God to get back in good relationships with God. 
And that's the way we walk with law and not by God's love. We think, okay, well, all right, you know, I, I did this. I cursed my neighbor, so I ain't getting no blessing this week, you know. And, you know, it's like it's subtracted from your, your pay, you know. It don't work that way. It don't work that way. You repent for the things you do wrong, but it does not hinder the blessings of God. The reason it does hinder the blessings of God is because you believe so. You believe so. You believe when you mess up, it hinders God's word. You've accepted that. You accepted that. Your parents taught you that. You don't do good. The whole world taught you that. You don't do good. That's why it's called a new order in the Bible. It's not the old order. The old order he's doing away with. There's a new order. Let me tell you how it works. I love you. I'm going to bless you. It's your choice to follow me. It's your choice to go to heaven or hell. Yes. It's your choice. But I'm going to bless you. It's your choice to believe it or not. To receive the gift of God by love. Not by works. But any man may boast. It says we're saved by grace. And this through faith. It is the gift of God. Not that anyone may boast. It's through love. Mm. That's through love. New car is through love. It's not through taking care of the plants in the house. Praying for people in the prayer room. It's through love. It's through love. If we don't do our best, it has its consequences. But when God says he's going to do something, he says he's going to do it. But you've got to believe that. But see, our minds are still lawful. Our minds are still lawful. Oh, I messed up. Oh, I should have testified. I watch too much TV. So therefore, the blessing's not going to come. Hmm? Hmm? Some of you young preachers, oh, I, uh, I, I'm watching too much of YouTube. So somebody else is going to rise up above me. Well, somebody else may do something more than you just because they're, they're living a responsible life. But what God promised to you, it's a promise. It's a promise. It's a promise. In the Old Testament, when God made a promise, there would always be this, this clause in there. If you do what I say. But there's a new order. It's not about what I say. It's a promise. It's by grace. It's by love. But you know what? Sometimes the promises come with obedience. Do this and do this and do this and you'll succeed. Now I don't call that too burdensome. If, if the Lord tells me to go left, I'm going to receive a million. But if I go right, I'm going to lose a thousand. I don't find that burdensome. Once we understand that when God speaks to us, it's to bless your life. Once God says no, it's to save you from something. That is not law, that's a guiding light. That is not a burden. That's wisdom that, that is working with you that no other man has. That's the grace of the Lord. You might be abandoned. You're going to go rob somebody. The Lord says don't go. Hmm? Been a long time since you've been to church, but you listened to him and it kept you out of jail. Kept you out of the hospital, kept you out of the morgue. Now, if you're wise, you'd let that wake you up and say, okay, okay, maybe I should listen to this man a little bit more. 
Maybe he sees things that I can't see. Huh? It is by love. Now, I'm not talking to people that don't even try. Yes? I assume you're not even here, so why would I talk to you? <laughs> I assume that most people that don't even try, they didn't even try to come to church this morning. So I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to people that are trying to do something better in their life. And I want to talk to you about the faithfulness of God to bless your life because you're trying. You may not be the best at it. You may not be the best at it. In fact, you might not be very good at it. But you could walk out of the house today with just a blessing that nobody else got. Hmm? That's the way God moves today. But see, we like to hold on to the old way so we can boast in it. So we can come to church and say, well, I've been coming to church here for a long time. So if anybody getting a blessing, it needs to be me. You ain't getting no blessing. Because you already got your blessing. That's your boast. You've been here a long time. That's your boast. Nah, this could be your first time here. And you believe in the Lord. But we've got to start believing that there's power in the Word of God. You know, a lot of times man don't have power in his words. He'll say things to you and it don't come to pass. Or he'll say things to you, say he's going to do things and don't do it. People tell you stuff all the time and it, they don't do it. But when God says he's going to do it, there's power in it. Uh, see, your friends could say, we'll be there for you. And then they don't show up. But when God says he's there for you. He's there for you. Huh? Now it feels good when people comfort us with words. But if they don't show up. Huh? We smile today, cry tomorrow. Huh? But with the Lord, there's power in his word. So when he speaks a word to you, when he says you're going to have a wonderful opportunity this week, do you understand? You could just feel good. Ooh, I feel good. Hmm? Prophet said we're going to have a, a wonderful week this week. I feel good. Let me go get me some chicken to top it off. You and chicken. Huh? You're going to get to heaven and realize chicken work more than you. Because there was a sacrifice every day. For some lazy people. Huh? The word has power in it. Let's believe in the power in God's word. Let's hold on to it. We may not see it, but let's hold on to his word. Don't just be comforted by the word. Hold on to the power of the word. Huh? If you just come here to feel good on Sunday morning, you know, I, I, I wasted my life. I, I, well, I'm not wasting my life. At least I tried. But you're wasting your life if you just come here on Sunday morning and say, well, I went to church. I should take care of my bad karma for the week. Some of you know you got more bad karma than that. 
you should have packed your bags and played to stay here for a month or two to get your bad karma erased. What? <laughs> Some of you know, two hours on Sunday morning ain't going to erase your bad karma. Huh? Your bad luck, two hours ain't going to fix that. Huh? The bad luck you have, the things going on in your life, two hours of duty is going to fix your bad karma. Here's how God fixes your bad karma. He throws it out. Says, so don't count no more. And I don't even care about the bad karma of your forefathers. I don't care about that. I'm throwing out your bad karma. It's about love. If you believe I love you and I will bless you. Now, I'm going to bless you. Now, what you do in return, all right? Hey, you want to love on me? Okay. Huh? Now, I'm talking to people that, that are trying. Huh? What you do in return, sometimes the Lord says, all right. Huh? Isn't it funny? You walk to church for many years and you get in a new car and now you can't drive. Huh? Huh? Isn't it funny? When you had that mediocre job, you give your tithe. You give something to God. But when you get that nice business, you don't give no more. Well, that's up to you. God is not going to take it back your blessing. But sometimes if you live under law, you're going to curse yourself with bad karma. But God come to erase that. Believe in Him. Believe in His blessings. Believe beyond yourself. Believe God wants to bless you so you can be a light to somebody else. God wants to bless you so you can give to somebody else. Huh? And what kind of giver does God want you to be? Not just one of word. Hmm? The Bible warns us about that. Just telling somebody to, I, I wish you well. But you know, they, you know they got a need and you don't want to give them a little something to help them. Uh, that means, that means you, your God is a flatterer. Oh, I wish you good. I wish you well. See, God don't work like that. And we don't work like that. But God knows you need something to be a blesser. God knows you need something so you can say, God is good. Let me tell you what God did. Huh? Let me tell you what God did. I didn't have nothing. I didn't even have no education. I didn't have no UE degree. But the Lord just started doing these things in my life. Huh? I even thought about going to get a degree. But the Lord says, what do you need a degree for? You're getting blessed right now. Huh? Go to UE so they can boast over you. Hmm? They don't know you until you become famous. And then, ooh. They used to go here. No, the Lord wants to boast with your life. Huh? Now think about it. You can keep walking down your poor road. Or you can switch roads. And all you have to do is give Him the glory. All you got to do is boast in Him and not yourself. Huh? Now think about it. And may we repent today. If we are those people, we have come to a place. Lord, when you say something, it makes us feel good. But we, truthfully, we don't believe it. It just feels good. 
It just makes me feel good. And, and sometimes, ooh, I feel the spirit on it. But it, it just makes me feel good. Your words just make me tingle. Uh, uh, yes, like the Lord is this, this, this tall, handsome man. So whatever he says to me, oh. But you don't believe any of it. It just makes you feel good. Huh? Listen. I get no joy if you just feel good today. What I get joy out of is when you come back next week or you call during the week and say, Hey, that's what I get joy out of. That's what God gets glory out of. Huh? Huh? Yes. Testimonies. I mean, you should always give God praise for whatever He's doing in your life. But testimonies. Oh, I went for prayer, and oh, I was I was just down and out, and I was just my oh my life was just terrible. But you know, the the prophet touched me, and, and you know I feel better. I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You know why God made you feel good? So you could do better. There's power in that feeling if you let it get on down in your heart. Yes. You got it up there somewhere with indigestion. <laughs> like KFC. The power don't ever get down inside of you, you know. But when the Lord gets down inside of you, when that power, it's something more than this good feeling, this, this comforting. Amen to the good feelings. That's how I know he's here. But I know it's not feelings alone. Huh? It's not feelings alone. I know it's his power. That God is just trying to get me to believe in the power. Huh? When God touches you in church, it's not for that moment alone, you know. Oh, I went to church and I, I was touched. The pastor called me up. Didn't call nobody else up. The pastor called me up and he touched me. And something happened. And now I know. He touched me. And I'm still broke. Just a comfort. No. Oh. Let the word go on down inside of you. So it holds on. And you can tell when the word goes inside of you. Because when you start to get the feeling down, that word comes up and says, you remember what the Lord said? Huh? Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Remember what the Lord said? Hold on to it. I don't care if it's a midnight hour. Hold on to what God said to you. Hold on to it. And you know, when I say hold on to it, it's not that your flesh holds on to it. When you believe the word. When you believe the word. You know, just like if your husband says he's going to get you a new washing machine. Hmm? A husband tells you he's going to get you a new washing machine. Hmm? Three years later, you say, where's my washing machine? You don't ever let that word go. But God says he's going to give you a new life. And you none forgot it. After a plate of roti. Oh uh, how much healing have you forsaken? Huh? 
How many blessings have you forsaken? But it's still there. But we received it only in the realm of comfort. We never received it deep down inside ourselves. Huh? That God wants to change our life. Hmm? So you could need some change in your life, yes. That true. What I need for you to do is to believe. Mm. God is not keeping record of wrong. He wants to make a believer out of you. So you received some bad news this week? Or just same old, same old. Stand up, please, if you want a word. Your choice. Either you remember or you don't. So you don't remember seeing no bad news this week, or maybe it's the same old news, bad news. Let me ask you this. Yes. You're in a place in your life where you need something to change. Yes. Correct. That is written all over your face. I don't even have to be a prophet to see that. <laughs> where the prophet part kicked in is the Lord said, call you. Talk to you. That's where the prophet kicked in. Your face alone tells me. Yes. You know, after you've been a prophet a few years, faces tell you everything. Yes. The eyes are the windows of the soul. Hmm? But it's like bad news is, has come even this week. Something happened this week that discouraged you even more. Yes. Mm. Is that true? Yes. Mm. Now, we, we don't need to bring this situation out because you don't really want to bring this situation out. Mm. All I need to know is do you believe that God is talking to you right now? And that he wants to use you. Yes. Hmm. He wants to use you. He wants to change your life. But you got to receive the word. Hmm? Sometimes you got to receive that word. And sometimes when you receive the word of God. A few times. Sometimes things get worse. As soon as you receive the word. Sometimes. Not always. Let's don't make that no rule. Let's don't sign up for no extra pain. Sometimes it seems like things get worse. And sometimes it seems like it's not going to happen. But see, the word, once you receive it, Lord, I know you, you told me this is going to get better. You're going to erase the charges the enemy has against me. That's my belief in you, Lord. And, and when you approach God, listen, you, you don't approach God as no saint. Even if you are a saint. If you are a saint, you know not to approach God as a saint. Because he will take away your saintness. You approach God as a saint, he will take away your saintness. I mean, you'll be so proud of yourself. And the Lord will tell you five things you did this week. Your saintness is gone. Ain't going to be no walking in with the saints when the saints go marching in here. You don't approach God with saintness. Nobody approaches God with saintness. If you're a saint, you know, you know what is saintly about being a saint? You know not to approach God as a saint. You approach Him as a child. 
hmm, as a child. I do good, I do bad, I am trying. That's the way you approach God. You approach Him like that. Listen, it's not, not no special prayer. See, that's been running through your head about a special prayer. How you should pray. Maybe if you do this, maybe if you do that. Is that true? True. Huh? True. And see, sometimes, you know, sometimes that's why we have goofy things in the church. That's where a prophet says, you know, give me a thousand dollars. Because we believe in those things. Because if, if we go and get a bath, you know, we got to go get a bath and we got to pay for the bath. Yes? That's a good way to get old. Bathe yourself. Uh, hmm? You got to find some old ugly Baptist woman to give you a bath. And that's going to help you. Huh? What? Huh? She got more wrinkles on her face. And you know she broke. But she going to bathe you and you going to feel better. That's all you're going to do. Feel better. Because ain't nobody bathed you since you was small, you know. Forget all that. Receive the word. Receive the word. Things happen. It's, it's not about the right and the wrong. It's about, it's about you coming before God and say, Lord, you know, that was not the right thing to do. It's about you being honest before God. But when God says he wants to use you, he will lift you up. Huh? He will lift you up. Because once God saves you from that, if you don't belong to him, you never will. But you'll belong to him because he's going to lift you up out of that. And you're going to realize that Nah, I, I have been through some trouble, but the Lord is with me. Huh? My mama couldn't get me out of the trouble. My daddy couldn't get me out of the trouble. But God got me out of the trouble. Now receive this word. Not just the comfort. Huh? Not just the comfort of, Lord, you know, give me a word. Anybody ever say that to God? Give me a word. Truth is, he's probably giving you plenty of words. But give me a word. Give me a word. Encourage me. You come here today hoping to get a word or be encouraged. Yes? Otherwise you'd just stay home today. You come here looking for a word to be encouraged. Whether, whether from me or just in the service. You was hoping to be comforted. But to see your problems disappear. To see the power of God. The Bible says, I have redeemed you. If God has redeemed you, that means he has set you free from anything that anybody has accused you of. When God redeems you, you are set free. He pays the penalty for anything that you have done wrong. But it's not even the whole thing about right and wrong. Yes, we need to repent when we do wrong, but it's not about that. It's about receiving God's love and him saying he wants to change your life. And he wants to use you as a testimony. You receive that word. You hold on to that word. Now if that word is inside of you. You will hear it speaking to you. All week and into the next week. And before you know it. You're going to start to see things changing. It's like that word. You can't put the word in you. You can't have a positive thought and say. Nah I'm not going to be afraid. You can't do that. It's only when the spirit of God comes. Does it take away that fear? I am with you, says the Lord. Fear not.
Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Because sometimes, you know, you're going through something, you say, how can I trust in God? Anybody ever say that? You want to trust in Him, but how can I trust in You? And in that same light, when, a, when you get a word you feel comforted by, you feel better. Anybody ever feel better? But did you believe? Did you believe in the power to change? To have a cacique. Ah. Who am I looking for? Are looking for everybody? You think so? Many are called, few are chosen. See, because the Lord wants to talk to somebody that's going to believe. He don't, he don't care if it's to get you out of trouble or to get you in more trouble. And when I say more trouble, I mean more blessings. He won't care. What he's looking for is somebody he can speak into and that you would receive the word. And so you become a testimony about the word of God and its accuracy and how much it lives in this house and how much his word lives in the world. Hmm? So sometimes the Lord is searching for somebody that's going to re receive it. Not just the comfort of it. Not just the comfort of it. I could say, you're going to get $1,000. Oh, that would feel good, right? That'd feel good. See, we Pentecostals, we could all say, I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive, I receive. And then you'd go out to the cafe, and they raise the price of chicken, and you'd say, no, I ain't got enough money. I got to save my money. I might need it this week. But you just said you received a thousand dollars. That means you received it comfortably, but not physically. You believe God gave you a thousand dollars this week? Thousand one if you stand up. Respectful if the Lord himself is talking to you. I mean, that's the least that we could do just out of love We could stand up and say Lord I Receive do you believe that could happen? Are you sure? Do you know anybody that would give up a thousand dollars this week if I know anybody? No, but no God could give it. Do you know anybody that would give up a thousand dollars this week? No mm? Your surroundings, you'd be happy if they give you twenty dollars. <laughs> ah. You don't know nobody. You don't know nobody that's just come up and give you a thousand dollars. They don't even give you a hundred dollars much, do they? <laughs> Did you receive a hundred dollars last week? Nobody gave you a hundred dollars. What about the week before that? Yeah. The week before that, somebody gave you a hundred dollars, right? You didn't get it this week. You must have. You must have done something to upset God. No. Oh. 
He loves me anyhow. I do nothing. What, what is mine is mine. <laughs> what he offer me is me and mine. <laughs> what yours is yours. You ain't got nothing. No. <laughs> so it's all yours. The point is, and, and the Lord said so, the point is there's nobody that you typically run across that would give you a thousand dollars. No. So, yes, we say, I receive. Why? Because it's comfortable. And yes, we say, I receive. Why? Because just in case it might be the lotto and I might win. If I really believe. You could use a thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Been a long time since you had a thousand dollars. Is that true? Yeah. Just, just to spend? Been a long time? Just to spend, yeah. Yes. Just to spend. Just to spend. Oh, yes. Huh? Uh, what kind of purse you got? Five, six, seven, eight years. I can't remember. Look like it's too full for, for God to put any money in there. You got to make some room. Uh, mm -hmm. So you receive? Yes. This week? Amen. This week? Yes. All right. Amen. All right. And you're going to testify? Yes. All Amen. right. Amen. You know, isn't there a little bit of fear in receiving a word? We, we, we all want to receive a word, but there's a little bit of fear. We want to receive something, you know. We want to receive, but there's a little bit of fear sometimes. As if though you got to do something to make it happen. Or you got to be super good for the week. Before that word comes to pass. You know what I'm talking about, Nicola? If we're all honest, we know it's there. You know, sometimes we just rather not know and just let it happen. But sometimes we get shocked a lot by that because it don't happen. But to believe that the Lord is not just a matter of talk, but of power. What he says he'll do, he'll do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody. Right there. Right there. had a, a, a heartbreak, a disappointment last February. That's this past February. You had a heartache or a, a disappointment this last February. This last February. Mm -hmm. 
where you at? This last February. It happened this last February. And you ain't really got over it yet. Mm. You haven't really gotten over it yet. February. Mm. You had your hopes set on something. You think that's you? What was that? Mm. I don't Prophet, know. Um, Feb- I don't know if it's you, but let's see. Okay. Feb- February was our only time that I left. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was a, a dis- mm. I was very disappointed in myself. It very disappointed in yourself. <laughs> yes. All right. I can at least speak into that. I don't think mm. I'll If God is all-knowing and he's sovereign, can he really be disappointed? Can he be really disappointed in us? And let me ask you the question. Did not, did not God warn you that that was going to happen? Yes, many times. And did he not tell you how it was going to happen? Yes, sir. All right. So it was no shock to God? No. Yes? No star fell out of the sky? <laughs> The temple wasn't in an earthquake. <laughs> Heaven standing firm because he warned you and he told you how it's going to happen, right? Sometimes when God warns you and he tells you how it's going to happen, sometimes you go ahead and go, go through it. I'm not saying that's the best way. It is better. Okay, Lord, I believe you. That's going to hurt. Let me not do it. Right? It's, it's kind of like... It's kinda like Licking your finger and putting it in the wall socket, right? Will that hurt? Now, see, some of you don't know. Is that true? Have you ever done that? Have you ever licked your finger and put it in a wall socket? So, how do you know it hurts? You've never done that, right? So, how do you know it's hurt? How do you know, how you know it's going to hurt? How do you know everybody else ain't just lying to you? Hmm? See, that's where the little kids are. Nah, mama don't know. She just don't want me to touch it. Hmm? So you, you just believe. All right. Well, see, that's good if you can believe. But sometimes we're little daredevils. Emphasis on devil. And we like to try things. <laughs> and then it happens. And guess what? Let me give you a perfect example. Shauna, let me give you an example. Let me give everybody a good example. Peter was boasting and saying, Lord, even if all these leave you, I will never leave you. And Jesus says, Peter, the devil's asked to sift you. But when you return, feed my sheep. When you return. Shana, when you return. Anybody hear the message? God gave you some warning. Usually there's always a warning before we mess up. Something was telling you. Somebody was telling you. Usually there's always this warning that's there. Is that true? If there's a warning there, that means God already knew it. He wanted to save you from that. But even if you do it, when you return... Now, he didn't say to Judas when you return. Because he knew Judas wasn't going to return. Yes, he was going to be a necktie on a tree. 
So he never said to Judas when you return. But to Peter he says when you return. So the Lord says nah I'm going to have to let you take that little tree about there. And just prove to you how real my word is. But guess what God still loves you. You hear me God still loves me. Now for some of you don't touch the light socket. But if you really don't know. For some of you right now, you're saying, nah, that, that, wouldn't, that probably wouldn't hurt. You'd have to stick a wire in it. Now, just get some good slobber there. Go see if you need a wire or not. And you let me know, because I would really like to know for sure. Because somebody told me this. I didn't learn it firsthand, you know. So, you know, if, if you want to test it, you, you could test it in service, right? But if anybody takes a picture of you, you just tell them it's the spirit that touched you, right? So when you return, right? So you don't have to take a long time to return. You just have to believe you had to learn that. And what did the Lord say to Peter? Huh? Now strengthen your brothers. Hmm? Hmm? Now that you return. Because huh? you got a good message now. Alright, I see a few people standing. This, this is all for February, right? Not you. Nothing happened to you in February. All right. Prophet. I'm looking for February. Something disappointing. You ain't got over it yet. Yes. My mom would have left and came to Trinidad to live. Your mom would what? She left Tobago and came to Trinidad to live. And that's not a good thing. You know, you're supposed to be happy. But being at I am the only female home, I have to pick up that. It's like I'm going through it every day. It's like, oh, God, I miss mommy. You're the only female. And now you miss mama. And so you're not in your new house yet. Hmm? No. Oh. If we was in our new house, we'd let the males take care of whatever's at home, wouldn't we? Yeah. Again, if you'd listen to God's word, that house would be finished. But even then, God is not angry with you. Because God knows sometimes some of us are hard-headed and it takes us a little while. But God still loves us. He still loves us. I don't know why we don't see these, these stories in the Bible. You know the prodigal son? I mean, he went off and lived a wild life. But when he returned, that love was still there. Uh, you tested it. And you found out God's love is still there. Huh? It might have been better without the test. <laughs> but his love is still there. You could be disappointed with yourself, but why? Because if you trust God's love, he will restore you. When the Bible says he will restore you, that means he'll put you back in a good place. And he'll build you up. Hmm? Yes. Man. Sound like your mother was pretty smart. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like she might have listened to God. <laughs> Doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like mama might have listened to God. Huh? 
The Lord says, get out of Sodom right now. And mama packed her bags and come to Trinidad. Uh -huh. So I am not about to send her back when she's obedient. She heard the word, get out. But if you listen to me, you're going to get out soon. You received that? Yes. All right. All right. You too? Everybody had traumas in February? Huh? All right. Back, let's go there. In February. I didn't hear you. In February, I had went on post bonds with the father oh. of the baby. Post bonds to get bond. married? Yeah. Uh-huh. You are the one I'm looking for. Uh-huh. And then we had... Uh, the baby, boom. We didn't know I was pregnant, and then I find out I was pregnant. Okay. We had an argument, and then my man burned the bonds. <laughs> what happened? He set the bonds on fire, like the paper on the receipt. And um, what did he do to it? We had an argument. Okay. And then he was he took it upon himself to burn the receipt for the bonds. To do what? Burn the receipt for the bonds. Oh, burn it. Yeah, okay. He burned it. And we don't talk now. Well, I don't know what he. So is is he around? He's not around. No. He's around. N no, not really. In spirit. <laughs> In spirit, he's around. You need to put that spirit out of the house, you know. <laughs> and, and and he ain't figured out how you got pregnant. Well, well, well. He he, he didn't know how that happened. I, I think we know how it happened. Well, he acts like he didn't know how it happened. Exactly. <laughs> he kind of moving stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you you found out he was pregnant. That was a little premature, but it was it was close, right? Yeah. And then he gets upset. Mm -hmm, and blames you yeah, and kind of disappears. Y'all yeah, had an yeah, argument, yeah, big right? Argument. Do you want that. him back? No. Are you sure? Women always tell me they don't want the man back, and then well, you see, it, it complicated. It com it, well, it had a real heartbreak day because uh -huh. we was together, and when we was together, he organized himself with somebody else, had a child. So you mean he had another child yeah. since February? Last year, huh? Last year. Last year. And he and I was working on it. He ain't stuff. figured out how that happens yet. No, <laughs> he don't know how nothing happened. Uh -huh. <laughs> huh? That was he didn't spirit. <laughs> he, he has the uh, Mother Mary anointing. Yeah, you just get yeah, pregnant. Yeah, yeah. That he moving in true, in true. <laughs> So are you ready to move on with your life? Yes. All right. Did I give you a word the other night? Yes. You sitting up front, right? Yes. Because I'm going to say what I said the other night up front. Your baby is not a mistake. Mm -hmm. If it's a mistake, it would just be cursed its entire life. God can redeem. He can take that which is, is not good, he can take that and redeem it and use it for his glory. Yeah. Hmm? Now, 
I believe that all things work for the good of those that love the Lord. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and so, when you believe that, that God is working for my good, even when I'm not working so much for my good, or I'm clumsy about what is good, yeah. I believe God is still working for my good. And if I just keep the faith that He's not going to put me to shame, He's not going to embarrass me, but He's going to bring me out in a blessing. Mm. Yeah. Now, you go home and put the Spirit out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> put it out of your heart. Yeah. Because any man that, that backs off just because you got pregnant, that's not your husband. Yeah. Because uh, if a husband's not a father, he's not a husband either. Because right. the purpose of a husband is to become a father. Anybody know that? Uh, the... the it, it's just like it's just like planting something in the ground. When you become a husband, that automatically means you're gonna become a father, and one day a grandfather. And it's just that's what a husband is. Well, that was a part of the argument because I'm like, we both bands young man, and obviously you're going to become a father in the future. Only timeline speed it up. So what is the problem here? And, and, you, and you didn't trick him or anything? No. No. <laughs> no. Well, you know, some people say things, but they don't mean it. Yeah, I realize And that. sometimes God exposes things. Yeah. And if he's not the one for you, it's better to get rid of him now. Yeah. Why do you want to waste any more of your life with somebody that's going to ditch you when things get a little difficult? Yeah. Do you hear me? Yes. Uh, so your tears, your shame is all going to dry up right now. Yeah, I receive it. Yes? Yes. You d you're just, just like this little runaway over here, you know. <laughs> mm. that, that's, this, is, this is why, this is why, this is why we shouldn't practice baby making before we get married. And the truth is you shouldn't practice baby making even after you get married. You should stay married for a year or two at least two years to see if you can stand this person that you married no matter how much attraction was there right so this is just this is this is your testimony to everybody else right you you put your finger to the light socket and this is what happened you got pregnant yeah yes. it, it was it, it was kind of the shock of your life right you got yeah. it shocked you right yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's not the end and it's not God's end yeah. Is God working in your life? Yes. Uh, and you can do this on your own with him. You believe that? Yes. You can have this baby on your own with him. Yes. How far along are you? Five months. You're five months along. That was February, right? Yeah, that was February. That, that's well, five months this month. Five months is when? This month. This month. All right. All right. I ain't even going to count. Is right? Yeah. Oh, you checked. <laughs> All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. When I talk to you, you feel any shame? No. No. I wish it happened another way, but it didn't. Yeah. You I don't do. feel no shame. There is no shame. Yeah. God redeems you. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Your baby is gonna be healthy. And you're going to be good. Quit worrying about money, all those things. Yes. <laughs> yes, amen. Amen.
May we all learn. Yes. Prophet, um, February. And wouldn't that be, isn't that awesome? What, just think about how awesome it would be if you could deal with your mistakes like that. You, th you think that's the way God wants you to deal with mistakes? How awesome would that be? But sometimes we make some mistakes and, and we think, okay, okay, I'm not going to get to sing in the choir for five years. Is it not true? Uh, I pray today you saw God. Yes? Now, don't see that as, well, I could do this and if it don't work out, if I mess up, God will forgive me. We didn't say it don't hurt. Everybody understand? But if, if you would have that, that relationship with God, that if you mess up, God got you covered. Huh? How much freer could you be in your life if you know that God's got you covered? Huh? You make some mistakes in your life, God's got you covered. Other people may judge you, but God's not judging you. Hmm? Yes? No. God says, hey, follow me. I got you covered. That true? Yes? Mm -hmm. You know her? Who's she? Who is she? Lomisha. Yeah, but who is she? Oh, my cousin. That's your cousin. My best friend. Cousin and best friend. That is nice. My sister. Your sister. All right. My grandmother. Uh -huh. <laughs> Your grandma. <laughs> Just don't say Savior and we're cool. God got you covered. Huh? He puts an angel like that to watch over you. Huh? Yes. Come, 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 man. Prophet in February, um, I got some bad news about, I had a friend, in, a close friend of mine in Jamaica who passed away. A close friend in Jamaica? Yeah. And who was this friend? Uh, fr well, I met her through work. She uh -huh. came to Trinidad to work and we mm -hmm. kept connected. Mm -hmm. She a Trinidadian? No, she's a Jamaican. She's Jamaican? Jamaican. Oh. Mm -hmm. Now, now, why did that? Why did that shock you so much? Because you haven't seen her in a while, have you? No profit, but she was planning to come to Trinidad before it happened, uh -huh. and um, COVID hit. Uh, she had already bought the ticket and everything, and then COVID. But we were talking and everything, and then just before she passed away, she was making plans to come. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, and, and what was her name? Stacy. <laughs> so it felt like a part of you died. That's true. Mm. See, I was like twins. Yes, perfect. <laughs> That's why it hurt so much. I was like twins. That's why it hurt so much. Mm. If there was a hundred men in a room and one of them was good, she would never find him. Is that her? That is her. That's her. Yes, that is. Always trying, but never finding. True. 
Yes. Because if they was a hundred men, right? If let's let me say this right. If it was a hundred men, let let me look at let me change it a little bit. If it was a hundred men, ninety-nine was good, one was bad. She'd choose the bad one. Yes, she will. She so gave up on life. Oh, I, she I, hurting. Yeah. Mm. Her soul was like thorns inside. Yep, it was. <laughs> mm. She was bitter. She still liked to have fun, but she was yeah, bitter, yeah. right? She a partier. Is she a partier? Used to be. Used to be. Yeah. When she quit partying. What? Okay, I shouldn't say used to be. Yes, she was. She partied. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Sometimes things happen because we're not strong enough to keep living because we just keep messing up. See, when the flesh wants to do it its way, you know, some flesh, just it just don't want to humble itself and follow God. Hmm? Now, she loved God. She, yeah, she, she made some kind of commitment to God just a few years ago. Yeah, she was a believer. Huh? Yes. She kind of got serious about God yeah, a few years did. ago, right? Yep. All right. That's why sometimes you see people get saved and they don't live long. Because sometimes our flesh, the body we have, is so rebellious. If we would trust God, he would give us power over the flesh. But some people just can't seem to get power over that flesh. And so they start crying out to God. And actually, they just, they're ready to go home. You would think, because she's, she's not old, right? She's your age, right? No, she wasn't. She was 42. All right. So I ain't going to ask you how old you are. Um, <laughs> But, but that's the reason why, why some people die, because they just, they just give up on life. Outwardly, though flesh, you want to die? No, I don't want to die. Most flesh would say that. Or, or some people would say, yeah, I want to die, but they're usually lying if they're fairly young. They just, they just want their way. But inside, sometimes we give up, you know. Let her go. Hmm? She's saying to you, I'm happy where I'm at. That's true, prophet. She says, I'm happy who I'm in. <laughs> hmm? Yes, prophet. She said, she said, we'll be twins up there. <laughs> ah, yes, prophet. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> uh -huh. ah. and, and you. And you have said, that's my last good friend. Would you say that's your last good friend? I think I said something along that lines. When it happened, yeah. Do what? When it happened, I was like a coma, one twin gone. All right, but you don't have many other yeah. friends. Hmm? Do you have a lot of friends? Outside? A, a lot of your old friends, yeah. Outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a lot. Not plenty. I, I could... Not much. I, I could count and okay, know but, how much. But yeah. the Lord said, as you saying, this was the, the last of my... My, my, the last of my old friends, I don't know if, if because she got saved or what, but you were saying this was like the last of my best friends. Okay, I can see that. You could see that? Yeah. So it made you feel dead. That's why you still feel dead now. Oh, my God. But okay. she's alive. Yeah. Yes? Yes. So let go of that. 
Embrace your new friends, Amen. your new sisters in the Lord. Amen. I'm sure you can find another twin. I sure got two prophets. Yes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. What a wonderful day. Hallelujah. 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 Prophet. Uh. <laughs> yes, prophet. Um, I had a friend who died on my birthday, February 17th. Okay. And prophet... I can't get over that. Why this man had to die on my body? <laughs> Why he died on your birthday? Yes, prophet. Out of all the days of the year. <laughs> so, so did you know on your birthday that he died? Yes, prophet. Or was it a, a day after? No, on the day. You knew on the day? Yes, on the day. Mm -hmm. On the day. Huh, February was not a very good month, was it? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 17th. Mm -hmm. So what day would you prefer him to be? Prophet. <laughs> <laughs> Any other day beside my birthday. <laughs> Prophet. Because it ruined your party. Huh? It ruined your party. Prophet, we were so good friends. I say, how oh, you could do me that on my day, man? On your day. <laughs> on your day. Yes, Prophet, my birthday. On, you do on that. your day. <laughs> on your day. Now, he, he, he was kind of a, he was a bit of a prankster, wasn't he? Mm, did, prankster. Did, he did he like to cut up and stuff? Yes, yes. Huh? Yeah. He always doing things to you? Yes, prophet. We, like what? We were close, good, close friends. Right, like, like what would he do to you? Oh. Prophet, I can't remember because I cut them off about 20 years uh -huh. now, right? Since I they belong to another club. Yeah, yeah the drinking yeah. club, you know? Yeah. So I cut off that way back. Uh -huh. So I was in contact so with did, him. So did he ever get saved, you know, or not? Don't Prophet, know. he drank himself to death. Uh -huh. Because it had home problems, and so I really never really go to visit him because... Uh, but see, some of, this, some of this thing was just the fact that the way you and him went down. And the truth is, he was not happy about you getting saved. I knew that, Prophet. Uh, I knew that. So, let me die on his birthday. Why? Yeah. No. You understand? Yes, Prophet. He probably was praying. Let me die on Victor's birthday. <laughs> Listen, all your old friends are going to die sooner or later. The only question is, will they be resurrected again? That's the question. Huh? Amen. You was a witness to him. Yes, prophet. 
I talked to him many times. And he thanks you for that. So his dying on your birthday is his way of saying, I didn't forget what you said. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like it's like I could hear him say, you know, uh, I held some things against you because I thought you pulled away from me, but I realize now you was trying to save me. Uh, so see, that was the perfect day. Because if it'd been any other day, me and you wouldn't be talking right now. Witness to all your dead friends. <laughs> Amen. Let him go. Amen. Did God say you're going to die soon? Pardon? Did God say you're going to die soon? Me? No prophet. <laughs> Why? Amen. Huh? Amen. There's that little message in there, you know. Kind of like if it, they used to say if you played records backwards, you'd hear the devil talking, you know. So in there, it's, it's almost like this message, you know. This is, this is your good day. This is your day. So you're up here. And now one of your buddies die. So it's like, hmm, this might be my last birthday. No, wow. this ain't your last birthday. Amen. That was not your last birthday. Amen. Let me count them all for you. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> you let him go. Yes, prophet. You let him go. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. I let him go. I forgive him. <laughs> I forgive him, prophet. I forgive him. You forgive him? Yes. <laughs> He's in the ground and you forgive him, you know. It's like. <laughs> let him go. Prophet. Yes, yes prophet. go ahead. Go ahead. Prophet, I didn't go to this funeral too, eh? So. Say that again. I didn't go to his funeral. Yeah. You was that angry with him? I don't know. I think I was in. I think I was in Miami. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So. So just tell him. <laughs> it's taken an hour to figure this one out. <laughs> So you didn't come back to yeah, say yeah. goodbye to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want to stomp on his grave because he died on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Victor, he's smiling at you. Let him go. Yeah, uh, it had to be on your birthday. The message would not be the same if it wasn't. Amen. See, God is trying to tell you something. That's your old life. You've already died, so you don't have to worry about dying again. Amen. That's your old life. Amen. See, that, that was his first death. See, wow. but you died your first death before. Amen. See, some of us, all of us going to die one time, but some of us don't die until the cemetery. But for you and I and the rest of us in here, we can die before then. Amen. And we can live a resurrected life here, full of joy. Amen. And it don't rain when we're away on vacation. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, Nicole. Thank come. you, prophet. Awesome. Uh, I want you to take this word this week and I want you to take this word seriously. 
Don't let the word just comfort you. Yes? Don't, don't walk away here today and say, ah, church was nice, you know. It'd be nice if you said church was nice, but I mean, don't just walk away here and say, church was nice, you know, what's for lunch? <laughs> yes, because that would disappoint me. Yes, I, I'd rather you not like the word, fight with the word, and find out the word is true later. I don't want you to leave here comforted. I want you to leave here feeling empowered. That even that without me, you can feel good. And, huh? Why I say that? Well, you don't want me to go home with you, do you? So that, so that you would feel empowered, not just comforted. Everybody follow what I'm saying? That you leave here feeling empowered. And that empowerment should bring some awesome things into your life. Yes, some awesome things in your life. Yes, you married? No. Have I given you a word before? Yes. A, a few times, right? Mm, do you want to get married again? Why? Mm, all right, one thing wrong. Stand up, stand up, real quick. One thing wrong, you're too pretty. That's the problem. You're too pretty, you got to downsize. <laughs> You're too pretty, you got to downsize. Huh? What, what am I saying? Tell me what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, you're too pretty. What I mean by that is you got to learn to be yourself. You're all tensed up inside in your heart. And you're all fearful that you're going to die alone and, and, and you're going to get old alone and you're not going to have nobody so you're all tensed up in here. And you're trying to do everything just right. You're trying to do everything just right before God and you're trying to be the perfect woman. Huh? Most men know they don't deserve no perfect woman so you've got to quit trying to be a perfect woman. So when I say you're too pretty, when I say you're too pretty, what I mean, you just need to be yourself. Huh? It's God that's going to make it happen. Right? Please listen to this word today and apply it to your life. We're trying to be saint. Because huh? it's hard to be a saint and the perfect wife to be. <laughs> Something about those things don't work. Just practice being God's daughter. And you'd be surprised what son he would give you for a husband. And that's for anybody that can receive that. Amen. Don't look so pretty. Be blessed.